You still don't understand what you're dealing with, do you? Perfect organism. They cut the power. What do you mean, they cut the power? How could they cut the power, man? They're animals. I watched it too with trackers. some kind with acid for blood and it arrived on your spaceship it kills on sight and is generally unpleasant it's a queen how did you know that she'll breed you'll die Well, can you believe it? We are here. We are talking Hicks. I can't I believe it. Yeah, it, it, this this one, this series seems to have just flown past. Yeah. And you're kind of like putting off talking about the big ones, but eventually you've got to. Um, yes. And it, yeah, not, not put off because we don't want to. It's, you want to rush into the big ones, don't you? But, you were. Um, but yeah, yeah. And it's difficult, especially with someone like Hicks, and especially with someone like Ripley, discussing scenes that they're in and not discussing them or their motivations mm, yeah. is is a difficult one, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're here. We've done Hudson, so we're not mistaking him for nope. Hicks anymore. We've moved on to the, the real Hicks, Dwayne Hicks. Dwayne. Now, Dwayne. if you hear the word Dwayne, because to me, it's quintessentially American, the name oh, Dwayne. Oh, yes, yeah. We have Waynes... We have Waynes and we have Wades. Name. I yeah. work with a Wade. Um, yeah. We but, have Wades Whimsies, don't we? Yeah, we but them. I've never in my le- life met a Dwayne. Have you? No, that's very Southern USA, I think. That's what I think of when I hear Dwayne. I think they're going to drive a truck, wear a hat, and possibly wave a Confederate flag. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, whenever I think of, of Dwayne, yeah. I think of Dwayne Eddy. Yeah. Um, Dwayne in Die Hard, the way you know Bruce Willis dismissively goes something something Dwayne, yeah. and Dustin Hoffman in Tootsie was talking about someone called Dwayne. So in my mind, yeah. that that name is very American, but it's Irish. Is it Irish? All oh, right. Well, yeah. to be fair, a lot of Americans are Irish. Because um, it's a weird one. You wouldn't you wouldn't put a D in front of any other name beginning with W. You wouldn't have Dwilliam. No. We might do in today's sort of Twitter generation you might um, yeah it is a weird one but yeah. yeah I've never met I've never met a real Dwayne no in Irish it's pronounced Davorn or the original was oh, Davorn right. yeah um, which is interpreted as either black or dark but there's a Norman translation of it meaning fishing hook fishing hook hicks fishing hook hicks Black Hicks, Dark Hicks. Well, he is the character that probably hooked most people into this film. Right. Brilliant, brilliant segue there, oh, Ian. Yeah. Because I'll get my you back on track. Yeah, yeah, you did. Because the first question was, what was your first thoughts when you heard that Michael Bean was going to be in this sequel to Alien? And well, were we, you yeah, pleased? I was, because we, at the time, we knew Michael Bean as uh, uh, as from the Terminator. Yep. You know. Um, he was Kyle Reese, uh, and he's excellent in it. 
Um, so yeah, I was really pleased. I thought, oh, this this is going to be good then, um, because obviously originally it was meant to be James Remar, wasn't it? Yes. Who is a good actor. I quite like James Remar, but he had he had some problems with customs, I understand. Um, but yeah, I, I I was really pleased. And then when obviously like we used to get the star logs and that, and you'd see photos, and I just thought this guy looks cool. You know, you got the classic shot, haven't you, with him illuminated from his on his shoulder light, yeah. holding the pulse rifle up. Yeah, he's he's who you put on your poster to recruit for the Colonial Marines. I like to think that that we would be Hicks in this situation, but we wouldn't. We'd be Hudson. We absolutely hundred yeah. percent would be Hudson. Yeah, I can remember. You know, when they announced there's going to be a sequel to Alien, but just yeah. being indignant about it. And then I heard that it was going to be James Cameron, and I adored the Terminator. Yeah. And then the first photo started coming out, and Michael Bean's in it as Hicks. And my, my fears were allayed, because I think Michael Bean, I can quite honestly say, is the only time I've ever had a man crush is on Michael Bean, really? be, because I adored him yeah. in the Terminator. You know... Forget Arnie for me. That's a love story between, you know, Carl Reese and Sarah Connor. And he's just mesmerising in that film. Yes. Yeah, he's brilliant. He's, I mean, he's a really good actor. I mean, he's also, obviously, in Tombstone. He's brilliant in that. You know, he's in a lot of our favourite films. And The he? Abyss. He's brilliant. And the Abyss the is super. I think The Abyss is probably his best acting job. He's a great character in it. And Oscar-worthy material, but, of course, never gets to look at him. Um... But yeah, I, I I agree. I think he was the he was the heart and soul of the Terminator, uh, and the reason we kept coming back to the Terminator rather than the many rip-offs that came up afterwards is because of this the human element. Isn't mm. it? it's a good story? It's a good drama, well acted, and he's a big part of it. Also, very few people look you know cool in a Colombo trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> and he does because I guarantee it I mean well, I don't guarantee it with you because but for me I went out and bought a trench coat on the back of the Terminator did you? I did yeah well, well, yeah. It was, and it didn't was, we look like twats in? we did and you know yeah. where we went wrong I didn't realise this until relatively recently there's absolutely no way that you could go into that department store and get that trench coat because that is actually military yeah. uh, it's a military uniform it's a Vietnam era yeah. officer's trench coat yeah which is what i went for i i got it from you know that, that uh, military place used to be in portsmouth right yeah uh, it was a, a big army surplus and it was one of the few that did you could buy mail order from and yeah i got a vietnam era um green trench coat so uh, you're better off coat i loved it it was such a nice coat but i knew i looked like an idiot in it yeah, but you would have looked a better yeah. idiot than me because I yeah. didn't know that. So you I, had Marks I just and Sparks. That's exactly where I got it from. <laughs> Marks and Spencers, a, just a grey trench coat. You know, I, it looked like a yeah. flasher's mac. I, you know, I looked like a flasher wearing that. Yeah, because that, that's what the British raincoat is, isn't it? It's a flasher mac, or it's the one Benny that Frank Frank Spencer would wear. Yeah, I um, I, I keep I always keep an eye out on eBay for another because I I've said it before in other podcasts. I think the Vietnam War was the pinnacle of American equipment. I think it was the, the most stylish war they had. Um, I don't know. Who's, I don't know who's costume in their wars these days. They're not very good. Um, <laughs> but I keep an eye out for it. And I, every time I, I'll be somewhere. You know, we'll we'll be in uh, a clothes shop somewhere, and I'll I'll always get drawn over to the raincoats and the trench coats. Um, 
because you just want one, don't I you? I just want one. Yeah, I think it's. Um, so I keep I, I keep meaning to uh, to get a proper Blade Runner coat. Yeah. I've got one that I've made, but I keep meaning to. But I just know long coat. Everyone in films wears a long coat. They're so impractical. Yeah. It's just not made for living in, you know. Well, you know, I've got a drover's coat, yeah, a yeah, drover's yeah. jacket, and, and and I got right. that off the back of like hardware, the film hardware, and and. Um, uh, yeah. But you you try getting in your car while you're oh yeah. wearing a coat like that, you can't. You you yeah. you're pulling your neck down by sitting. And also, on it. The, they never when you buy the drover, and they were expensive, weren't they? The drover coats. Yeah, like I got mine from Covent Garden. It was yeah. blooming expensive. Um, Anne got me one, and um, you wear it for a while, and no one tells you you got to regularly have it rewaxed. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it gets that crumped up look. Yeah. And it's like, uh, so, so uh, yeah, I, I I had one. It was in the attic for a long time. I eventually got rid of it. Um, but I, I, the only time I looked stylish in it and it fit is. Um, me and my brother went to Waterloo uh, to visit the Lion Mound, and I went in my sharp uniform that I'd made. All oh, right. And with the with the duster coat over that, looked the business. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, I suppose back to Hicks. Back to Hicks. All right, let's let, let, let let's get started with Hicks. So, yes. as we always do in Aliens, we look for the first appearance of them, and it's always in the in the sleep chamber room. Yes. And the very first time I was looking for him this time, the very first time we ever see him, he's really out of focus, and he's behind Vasquez. Yeah. Um, and, of course, on the other side of him is Ripley. Um, and he gets a name check almost straight away. Drake says, hey, Hicks, man, you look just like I feel. Now, I don't know about you, but I think he looks bloody cool. I was going to say, if I, if I look like that when I wake up in the morning, I, I'd be happy. Yeah. You know. But um, they should they should do a British version of uh, Aliens where they wake up and they're just some middle aged pudgy white guy sat there in his wife fronts, <laughs> legs akimbo. Wouldn't be the same, really, would it? Hanging out. No, it wouldn't be the same. What I love about right from scene one though with Hicks is he's taking notice of everything, but he's mm. not mouthing off with the rest of them. I have only noticed this mm. this time by by. By looking out for him, he doesn't take part in much, no. and, and I've noted it as we go through. I, I, I'll note it. I mean, when you see him, when that camera pans left to right across the locker room, you can see him at his locker putting on his T-shirt, but he turns to watch Ripley as Ripley walks past. That's obviously a stage direction to do yeah. that. And he sits down at breakfast. He's completely apart from the whole... Uh, rescue their colonist daughters from their virginity. All that banter, he has no part in that whatsoever. Yeah, it, it, it's because he's a he's an NCO, he's a, a corporal, and it's a weird rank to have, isn't it? Because you're not you're not you're not an officer. You can't mix with the officers, but you're above the men, so it's very hard to mix with the men. Mm. Um, but I think, yeah, I, I really like this. It's this straight away. You're you're verbally told. Uh, you're visually told that he's a step apart from the rest of these guys. And he is. He's pretty much the only competent one there with a poem. Yeah, um, and and he yeah. hasn't been given yet uh, a rank, but you know that he's he's above the men because yes. he tells Spunkmeyer to eat the crap cornbread. Yeah. It's good for you. Yeah, they seem to have a respect for him. Yeah. Um, which, which they don't have for sort of a- anyone else. Yeah. Um, and I get the feeling that 
he's probably saved each of their lives on separate occasions. I think they all look up to him, don't they? Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, they and we see later on because they they go to him for leadership uh, rather than anyone else. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. strange that he's only only made corporal, but I wonder if there's an element whether it was thinking because he reminds me of um, Kelly from Kelly's Heroes yeah. who was an officer but got busted down mm. uh, and I get that feeling with Hicks it's like he should be higher up yeah. So, but why isn't he yeah because you watch him throughout the whole film he doesn't do anything wrong he's, he's no, completely no. by the books we've said before you know that out of this ragtag band that we've got for a unit, you know, he and Apone are the most professional. Yes. Out of all of them. But, you know, next we've got the whole Arcturian Poontang thing. Yeah. And the knife thing. And Apone is laughing along to all of this, but yeah. he's not. He is the professional. Yeah. It, it, it almost feels like they should be the other way round. Mm. Yeah, you get the thing because, the, you know, Apone is almost encouraging them tracks like this and I got the feeling Hicks wouldn't and doesn't and probably is a bit embarrassed by their behaviour. Yeah. Um yeah, he, he he feels like he should be the officer. Yeah, it's really interesting to yeah. watch him this time. Um the first thing he really does say is uh he points out to Frost that the new Lieutenant is too good yeah. to eat with the grunts. The new lieutenant. That suggests then that they did have a lieutenant before. Oh yeah, I think they must have had someone else. Um, because you you wouldn't you wouldn't have a uh, you know a platoon with just a sergeant in charge. You've got to have an officer. So they've obviously had someone else, possibly someone they respected more. Um, but yeah, it, it, that, that's the only weird thing in this is he confides that in, in Frost. So he obviously must have trust Frost. Because generally you don't, in front of the men, you don't slag off the officer. No, it's a long time ago since yeah. we did the Frost episode, but you do get a feeling these two are friends, you know, yes. Hicks yeah. and Frost. You know, they, they seem to be together a lot in combat. They seem to yeah. be drawn to each other. Yeah, uh, I think so. I can't see Hicks bad-mouthing Gorman in front of Hudson. No. Because I think he knows that it would go too far or Hudson would take it in the wrong way. Whereas, yeah, he seems to respect Frost and know that he can say this to Frost without... Making things worse. Making things worse, yeah. Um, to the point where, when I first watched it, I thought Frost was another corporal. Mm. Um, and he's like the two corporals sat aside. Because Frost doesn't really take part in any of the nonsense either does he no it's just the talk talk about the poontang yeah. isn't it um i like the way it's hicks who knows what a xenomorph is when yeah. when gorman says xenomorph it's a bug hunt he goes yeah he's uh, not he's not an idiot is he hicks i don't think he's he's probably better educated than most of them um uh, but yeah he's he is i mean i mentioned it before but yeah he is uh He's your sharp figure, isn't he? He's the mm. he's the guy that knows what's going on. He's the, he's the audience identification figure, and it quick pretty quickly that becomes the case. Um, you know, you know, he's the hero straight away, don't you? Yeah, he's the identification figure yeah. that we would like to be, but yeah. we won't. But 
Um, he doesn't really smile at the whole Vasquez Hudson no. banter that's going on. There's a fraction of a smile, but he's kind How of like looking off to the side. Heard this yeah. Thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And when Gorman's all pissed off because of, you know, yeah. Hudson's, you know, back chat and says he wants things done by 0830, he just looks at his watch and shakes yeah. his head. He doesn't say anything. No. Um, I mean, we. the only thing with that, I think we mentioned it when we discussed Gorman, the only thing with that scene is, as an audience, you have no idea whether this is a lot of work or not that he says about it, innit? Mm. You know, you don't know whether it's half hour's work and it, or why they're all so stressed. But yeah, yeah, Hicks just looks at his watch because he's working out whether it can be done, and it's like mm, probably not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do like that moment, you know, when Ripley goes across to him and a pone and says, "I, you know, she feels a bit of a fifth wheel. Is there anything I, I can do?" And she, you know, shows her prowess with a power loader. And I like the way it's. Hicks laughing at it that actually yeah. makes a pone laugh. Yes. Yeah, almost as if a pone looks for permission to laugh at the civvy. Yeah. Uh, and because Hicks is. Again, very strange dynamic between all of these people. Mm. But there, yeah, this is the first instance we've got of A, the sort of bludgeoning friendship between him and Ripley and the, the mutual respect. But also, this is the first sign of humanity from. Hicks, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. Um, when he's buckling up at his locker, you know, when a pony's oh, doing that. the whole thing, uh, and, and yeah. you know, isn't it odd now to see so much smoking? Yeah, it's in weird this to film. see people smoking in it. It just, you sort of, you. I think it jars more in this than in Alien. Weirdly, um, but I, I love this buckling scene, and I, I used to watch it endlessly to try and work out what's he doing because he's doing that. He's slapping. It's like. But it's, it's so well done. It looks like this is someone that knows what he's doing. And it's only when you realise that they're just luggage uh, clips yeah, yeah. that Every what he's doing clips. makes no sense whatsoever. But, but it's it the looks way great. He, yeah. he does. He is so cool. Yeah. Hicks is so cool. Um, I like if you watch for him, he's watching Ripley all the time in the whole pre-launch yeah. sequence. I don't like though in in the dropship sequence the the whole somebody wake up Hicks. It's all it's always been a bit silly it's a bit that forced, you, isn't it? yeah that you would fall asleep yeah. during such a violent noisy thing. That's not going to rock you off to sleep. No, oh, but it's also the case of that's the only instance where he's not one hundred percent professional. Mm. Like he's he's so alert and ready. And yet when they're going down to what could be a dangerous situation, he falls asleep. Yeah, you expect Spunkmire or someone yeah. to fall asleep, you know? Yeah. But, but I mean, it's a good, it's a good comedy scene, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, he's with Ripley when they're going through the colony and Ripley spots the yep. facehuggers in the tubes, makes her jump because he, he eases past her because yeah. he automatically, you know, moves in front to protect yeah, her. Yeah, to shield, yeah. yeah. And again, really nice visual... Characterization, which yep. which uh, you know James Cameron is great at. Yeah, um, of course he's got that great line, you know, after the shock jump of the facehugger in the tube, saying, "Looks like love at first sight to me." Oh, he likes you, Burke, doesn't he? You yeah. get the feeling, even this early into the film, that Hicks doesn't like Burke. Yeah. Well, mind I, you, I, nobody likes Burke. No one likes Burke. Yeah, I um, I get that feeling as well that. Hicks doesn't like company people, does he? He's not. These Burke represents everything Hicks hates. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. 
Um, we we mentioned about it on the Drake episode, but I love the bit when Frost's motion tracker goes off. That that yeah. that teaming up of the three of them, you know, it's, Frost it's really and good, Drake yeah, and yeah. Hicks. Um, and I like the way that Hicks is looking over Frost's shoulder at the motion tracker. He's not just looking straight ahead, but he he's he's checking it out as well. Yeah. Um, and he saves Newt's life by knocking Drake's smart gun out of the way yeah. when she runs in front. Because, uh, again, he's he's intelligent enough to be a step ahead of everyone else. Yeah, but what if he hadn't? Yeah. What if Drake had... Well, killed... it would have been a shorter film, I suppose. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's my question for today. Well, one of them. What yeah. would have happened if Drake had killed Newt? Right? Yeah. So, if you haven't got Newt in the picture, they would have l- still looked for the... PDTs, wouldn't they? Yeah. They still would have, have Hudson so yeah. yeah, gone to the processing station. They would have been ambushed just like that. But they don't know the whole going through the air ducts sort of thing. That's all they no. get from Newt really, isn't it? Yeah, so So the yeah, the the, the film would probably have progressed very similar to it did anyway. But yeah, yeah, but when, Newt wouldn't have been abducted, therefore Ripley yeah. wouldn't have gone back to the thing. So, so they, they would have just took off with plenty of time. No Queen. No, and and and, yeah. and Hicks and Ripley and Bishop would have gone back to the Silarco yeah. intact. Yeah, so we could say that it, it would have been better for for them if, <laughs> if, if Newt, Newt had died. Had got shot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, at the processing station... Um, you know, when they're told to, you know, holster their weapons, um, he, he keeps his shotgun handy for close yeah. encounters. Um, we'll save off the information that I've got about that shotgun and the history of that shotgun yes, for yeah. behind the scenes. It's quite um, a famous shotgun. <laughs> yeah, he, that, there's that nice shot where he's using the shotgun uh, when he finds the desiccated facehuggers yeah. to lift them up with it. Again, classic from the trailer type shot in it there. Yeah. It up with the gun barrel. Yeah. Then it all goes to hell. The aliens start attacking. Um, you can hear him. He calls out the Wyspowski and Crow are down. And Frost, uh, De- Dietrich Frost off the board, he goes. Everybody, uh, th- there's that joke, isn't it, that he's actually calling out, where's Bowski? And yeah. who who was the Marine called Bowski? Yeah, where's Bowski? But, uh, yeah, he's definitely in charge, isn't he? Yeah, but there's something I've never really noticed before because you're studying it and looking for him. When you've got all the chaos going on and you, we keep cutting back to what Gorman is seeing on the monitors yeah. of their cameras, there's one shot, it's very blurred and close up, and it is Hicks, and he's shouting into that camera, where's a pwn, where's a pwn? Yeah. And he is panicking at that point. He really is. Yeah, it, well, I suppose... It, they, they all would panic at that point. He could pretty quickly pulls it together, doesn't he? And he's the one that say, you know, you know, we're out of here. Yeah, Drake, we are leaving. Yeah. He goes like that, um, and he pulls Vasquez into the APC yeah. as as Drake spirals round when he's been hit with the acid, and and tells her to forget him. He's gone. Yeah. Uh, Even though at this point they've not seen the acid in action, really, other than the, the burnt holes in the floor. So. They write Drake off pretty quickly, don't they? Yeah, but but you know, Gorman said you know that all the information is on disc. Yeah, he might have. Yeah, he might have he read might and have knows read about it. it. Um, He's probably the only one that did review those discs. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Apone did. 
No. Uh, he has that cool moment, the whole eat this, when he puts yep. his shotgun into the uh, alien's mouth and pulls the trigger, um, which then burns Hudson. Um, yeah, the whole... It is, it is weird, though. I've always... I know we're talking about the shotgun later on. I, this whole sequence where he has the shotgun would be the equivalent of someone going into Iraq with a brown vest musket. Yeah, flintlock pistol. I keep this. Yeah, it, <laughs> it would be so outdated by that point. Yeah. But it looks cool. Wait for behind the scenes, yeah. okay? <laughs> yeah, it does look cool, and the whole Close Encounters line is, is, yes. is funny. Um, yeah, they, they, they crash out of there in the APC. He tells Ripley that she's just grinding metal and to ease down. Yeah. Um, and it, you can see... He, Again, he's practical, sensible... Yeah, and yeah. it's very quick, but he, he kind of like looks her up and down, checks that she's okay before he yeah. goes in the back to uh, check on Gorman. And then we have the wonderful bit that we discussed about on the on the Burke incident about nuking from orbit. Yes. Look, I'm not blind to what's going on, but I cannot authorize that kind of action. I'm sorry. Well, I believe Corporal Hicks has authority here. Corporal Hicks's. This operation is under military jurisdiction and Hicks is next in chain of command. My right, Corporal? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Look, Ripley, yes. this is a multi-million dollar installation, okay? He can't make that kind of decision. He's just a grunt. I... No offense. None taken. Pharaoh, do you copy? Standing by. Prep for dust off. We're going to need immediate evac. Roger. On our way. I say we take off, nuke the site from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. And I love it when um, when Ripley says to him, uh, I guess that puts you in charge, Corporal Hicks. And he he's, he's like, he doesn't want to do it. Yeah, he? he's like, like yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, right. I guess it does. Yeah. He's so reluctant to do it. He knows this is going to be trouble. Yeah, and he doesn't react when when Burke, in that condescending way, goes. Corporal Hicks yeah. is in charge, and the, he can't make that decision. He's just a grunt. No offense. No offense. Yeah. And it goes none taken. Pharaoh, do you copy? Yeah. <laughs> and that's when verbatim he repeats Ripley's suggestion of nuking it from yeah. orbit. And that's the point I think where Ripley notices him really. Isn't it that? Yeah. Okay, he's alright, this guy. He's 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 not with the the Burke side of things. Yeah, yeah. Cause if you think about it, I mean, you know, up until this point in Alien, the only people I suppose that you could say she had on her side were Kane and Dallas, really. Yeah. You know? Yeah, she she she's battled with pretty much everyone else, and she there was no love lost between her and Lambert. Definitely not with Parker or Brett. Uh, hated Ash. Yep. Um, and now she's saddled with Burke. Saddled with Burke. And Gorman. She, she knows straight away <laughs> she doesn't trust. Yeah, Bishop's Gorman, an android. Has, yeah, yeah, Bishop's an android. Gorman, she has no respect for whatsoever uh, because she knows he's totally out of his league. So yeah, this is the Hudson. She writes off as a coward. Yeah, this this is it. Must be like being stuck, and this is the only person I can probably rely on. Yeah, and I think it's at yeah. that moment she realizes that actually, I think yeah. I think we've got someone here I can rely on. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, all right. Um, my 
I've got a top three Hicks moments, right? right? And number three is coming up, which is when, um, you know, he calls Pharaoh immediate, you know, dust off, you know, yeah. pick us up. When the dropship starts coming towards them and crashing, you've got that wonderful moment where the actors are on a set by yeah. a cinema screen, and behind the cinema screen is the footage of the dropship crashing. Yeah. So it's all being recorded live. The ballet that Michael Bean does <laughs> as he runs towards the camera, and it's virtually ballet, the way he jumps mm. over the rocks without stumbling, that can't have been easy in all that armour. No. Although, the, I mean, this armour was very well designed, wasn't it? Mm. Um, you know, when you see the behind the scenes and they're just jumping and rolling about in it. Yeah, as good armour should be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's a good scene, that. No, I love it. I, I, I love that jumping over. Again, that's not something we could do and, and, and look as cool as that. No. You know? We'd fall on our asses. We'd be something on, you know, on YouTube, one of the ultimate fails or something like that. Yeah. You see idiots going over stepping stones and just stacking it. Yeah. Um, we have the next scene is him giving them their inventory of what ammunition they've got yes. left. And, of course, we're watching the special edition, so we have... It's a bit clunky, goes, well, the good news is we've yeah. got four of the sentry guns. Yeah, quite what they were doing just on the APC, I don't know, because they seem to take a lot of space up. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit close. I think we've said before that it's, it's the one thing where you understand why they cut them out and it's no loss not to have it. But, yeah, I mean, it's more, you get to see more of uh, of Hicks. And no, that ain't a bad thing, is it? Enough. yeah. Um, somehow he knows it's 17 days yeah. uh, until been, uh, after they've been found to be overdue that they can expect a rescue. And, of course, Hudson, we, we've said before, starts losing it. But it, it's Ripley who shuts Hudson down, yeah. not Hicks, not the person in charge. No, I think... I get the feeling that Hicks doesn't really have a lot of respect for Hudson. Everyone sort of lumps them together, but I don't... They're certainly not friends. No. And I don't think he's got much respect for it. I think he's already written uh, Hudson off. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Waste yeah. of time. Yeah. He does do a bit of motivation, though. He motivates yeah. Hudson and Vasquez for going off and sealing the doors yeah. shut. And uh, then we have that nice moment where he gives um, uh, Ripley the locator. Yeah. And that whole line of it doesn't mean we're engaged or anything. Always gets a laugh. Always gets a laugh, but that's an ad, 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 ad lib <coughs> oh, by Michael it? Bean. Oh, which, yeah, so, nice. you know, Sigourney Weaver's laugh is yeah. genuine. She wasn't <laughs> expecting him to say that. Um, and yeah, he does a bit more motivating. He tells Vasquez and Huns, Hudson to walk the perimeter and that we're all, we're all in strung out shape, but stay frosty. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it, when, when he gives the. the bracelet and that we that's when he also gets the um pulse rifle instruction hey i want to introduce you to a personal friend of mine this is an m41a pulse rifle 10 millimeter an over and under 30 millimeter pump action grenade launcher feel the weight Pull it in tight here. All right. Huh? Lean into it. Mm-hmm. All right. Out well kicks on. All right. When the counter reads zero here, you... I press this up. That's right. All right. Get another one in quick. Slap it in hard. 
Right. Are you ready to rock and roll? What's this? Uh, that's a grenade launcher. I don't think you want to mess with that. You started this. Show me everything. I can handle myself. Yeah, I noticed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We get a weapon lesson there, don't yes, we? which is great. And it's brilliant. And obviously there's that really wonderful Facebook sort of meme where at a convention a young kid came up dressed as Ripley <laughs> and he reenacts the, the scene. I mean, what a guy. What a yeah. guy. But, yeah, I love that, where he goes through it all. Um, and, and to us, sort of prop builders and, you know, weaponry fans, it's a great scene, isn't it? It's like, hey, come on. Yeah, you get to see the gun yeah. close up, don't you? You know. You do, yeah. Yeah, my my second coolest uh, Hicks moment is the you know Ripley and Newt being attacked by the facehuggers, and he says yeah. to Hudson, "Shoot out the glass," and he does that roll oh, that, through yeah. <laughs> through the glass. That is just again, he looks cool. We wouldn't look cool, would we? No. We would look more like uh, uh, in Blade Runner. When Zora gets shot and just stumbles through yeah, three that, plate glass windows, that would, that be, would us. be us. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love the staging, the technical staging of him and Gorman getting the face hugger off of Ripley. Yeah, the way that's done. When you consider that's just a rubber model, yeah, with a bit of wire going on to to, to move the tail, and it's, it, it, it's yeah. so well done. And it's incredibly hard, you've seen it in multiple films, where, where people are either trying to pretend something's heavy or don't move. You know, it's a big heavy door and you've got to try and move it and pretend, but you know it's just bolster wood. Um, yeah, there's no hint of that in this. It's so well done that you do believe that's clinging on to Ripley for, you know, for dear life. Mm. Um, like you say, it's just it's just a rubber prop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, when you know what's going to happen to Hicks and Newt. I mean, I like that. Just after that, you've just got Hicks and Newt and Ripley huddled together. That's the yeah. family shot. Yeah, exactly. You know? it's, they're a family unit now. They're a family that Ripley has lost, isn't it? Yeah, and it's so sad to know that that ain't going to continue for much longer. That's why you don't have to watch Alien 3, you know. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hicks says it doesn't make any sense what she's saying yeah. about Burke. Weird. Uh, hang on a minute. Weird or no? Well, that, that's what, again, a great scene and a contrast between him and Hudson. Hudson straight away with the the gut feeling. He's not thinking it through. And Hicks is thinking it through. He's happy, He's going to be happy to kill him, but I want to know and work it out logically. Yeah. Um, and it's good. It's a good scene. I like that. All right, we waste him. No offence. Yeah, no yeah. If the power hadn't gone out, he would have done it, wouldn't he? he I think, well, I think Burke. Ripley would have stopped him. But Do you think? I think so, yes. Um, but I think he would have done it because it's again and again. It's not because he hates the guy or anything like that. It it is the sensible thing to do. Mm. Yeah. You know, how many times in films have we had this where someone that you know they're gonna is gonna betray them? It's a Doctor Smith thing again, isn't it? In real life, Doctor Smith, after the third time he's betrayed the Robinsons, would be airlocked. Yeah, Batman should just yeah. kill the Joker. Yeah, just just. Shoot him. Yeah. Yeah. It, and I think Hicks would, yeah, he would just put him up against the wall and shoot him. Yeah. But <coughs> the lights go out. Yes. And we have the classic sequence of the uh, the motion sensors going off and 
they're in the room now and the dawning realisation that they're above the ceiling and without, <laughs> without hesitating Hicks goes give me the light and yeah. he gets up on the table and he lifts that ceiling yeah, tile lovely, up. We get a lovely look at that torch. That torch from Halfords. Yep, yep, yep. And it's a classic. When And yeah. the, the, the musical sting from James yeah. Horner when we see what Hicks sees, which is, again, I, I, every time I look at that and you see those aliens crawling across the ceiling, it's like, right, so is this shot upside down and the stuntmen are just crawling along the floor? Yeah. Or are they crawling along a ceiling? Because the gravity of it doesn't look right. It doesn't look to me no, like I th- they I think flipped it upside down. That To me, it looks like they're on harnesses behind them being lowered towards the camera. Oh, so they might be That's being lowered it. down. Yes. Yeah. Right. Because they're definitely not touching the walls. No. <laughs> One of the aliens, you can see, is like just doing that comedy. But they're not thing. on their hands and knees, are no, they? No, no. I, I think they're suspended um, God, that to give them hurt. that weird look. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, my favourite ever Hicks moment is when Hudson is pulled down under the floor and he does that roll while firing his pulse rifle. Yeah. He, he rolls over while firing. I mean, that is beyond cool, that moment. Yeah. And I, I'm presuming it's not stuntmen doing this. I'm presuming it is Michael Bean, isn't it? Because it looks like him. Yeah. You don't, you don't go, oh, that's a stuntman. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he uh, he said to James Cameron, he goes, look, I, I can do a role. And James Cameron went, we'll we use that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he looks so cool doing it. Yeah. Uh, we're in new territory now. This is a bit yeah. we haven't never talked about because it's when Ripley and Hicks go off to rescue Newt. Um, it's handy he's got that, that cutter on his belt, isn't it? Well, all, all the Marines have a cutter welder, don't they? Um but yeah, it is it is handy that he's got it because if he'd have got there and he's no cutter, I don't know what they were going to do. No. I mean, realistically, those, those style of floor grates just lift up anyway. Yeah. Well, we yeah. see it later. The Queen yeah. gets it up, up yeah. on, the, on um, Sulaco. But again, it's a, it's a great scene uh, <coughs> where, where we've got the countdown of Ripley looking at the the scanner, the tracker, and he's cutting. She's Hicks. Um, I know. Yeah, it's, it's Hurry. Really I know. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and yeah, he's he's kicking it in to try and, yeah. and, and open it up further, but Newt's gone. Um, and so they run off, and he knows that she's going to be cocooned. And they go into yeah. the lift where nothing happens. But yeah. what, what would have happened if the lift door had shut and that alien hadn't, you know... He would have gone with her to get uh, Newt. So the two of them would have gone into the yeah. Queen's chamber... Yeah, which means she wouldn't have run out of the very last bullet just when she needed it. Yeah. So the Queen would have got a uh, pulse rifle to death. In which case they go up to the Sulaco yeah. intact. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, because it's a, a shitty lift, we've yeah. all been there. You know, you see someone, it's like you see someone coming towards the lift and you go, oh no, close, close. Yeah, they I don't look, want to share it with you. Yeah, they look yeah. like they're going to be smelly. It's a great, great sequence, the way the acid goes onto his armour. It's like, get it off, get it off. Yeah. He, he's he's lucky that he didn't die, because, you know, he's got quite a bad burn on his face, hasn't he? And yeah, it, his it's gone through chest. his shirt. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Um, Which does make it laughable later on when, um, in Alien Resurrection, when Christie just gets full acid in the face and he gets a mild he gets form a bit of sunburn. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 almost out of the film now because yes. you know he says we're not going anywhere 
um, when when she says to him, you know, keep an eye on Bishop. Yeah. We're not going anywhere. And of course, in the special edition, we have that that moment where they exchange names. See you, Hicks. Dwayne. It's Dwayne. Ellen. Don't be gone long, Ellen. Yeah, which I, I like that because that that sort of. To me, that's there's more romance in that one exchange of first names than there is in all the Twilight Zone, uh, the Twilight uh, films. Um, it, it's it's great, isn't it? It's just they exchange first names. Yeah, it's brilliant, and yeah, it's uh, it's a nice little scene. Yep. And then the final proper shot we have of him is him all bandaged up with those lovely yeah. white bandages, um, but he he's been knocked out by the painkillers. Yeah. Hmm. And that, that's it, isn't it? That's the, even even in Alien Three, we don't get. He's not in it. His photo is. His photo and and, yeah. a, and a smashed up face dummy. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah, and it's. I like to think uh, Alien Three never happened. It's a cryo dream, and um, he actually did make it back. Well, in behind the scenes, we've got what happened. His new adventures in Dark yeah. Horse Comics, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, I. Well, when I used to get the black and white comics, obviously the first first storyline was uh was hicks and luke wasn't it yeah yeah um but yeah i i like to think he did i did i seem to remember somehow he appears in one of the computer games i don't know what how they do it he's in yeah. colonial marines or something i know his yeah. shotgun definitely is yeah um but i'm not a computer gamer so i don't know okay all right that, that for us you and me ian this is end of part one isn't it it is, yes. Yeah, we're going to be. Uh, we're taking a, a break of a part two. Yeah, yeah. We're 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 taking a break of a day now. We've got to calm yeah. down after all this thinking about Hicks, um, and and we're going to come back tomorrow with a a co-host, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, yes. To... We've got Michael Bean. Actually <laughs> oh, oh, but we wish, we wish. Yeah. No, tomorrow. The best we... we could afford would be a can of beans, wouldn't it? Yeah, we can't afford Michael Bean, or a ca... well, we can't afford a can of bean. We can't afford Michael Bean. We can afford Chris from Neozaz. We can. Yes. Who will be joining because us? Because he's a very cheap man, <laughs> and he's desperate to talk Michael Bean. Um, so yeah, in twenty-three hours for us. We'll be continuing for yes. you, listener. Uh, be a scant second. A scant second or two. So, uh, end of part one, all right? Remember, short controlled bursts. So, Chris, you, um, ages ago, when, when we first started doing this, um, this podcast, you said, can I come along for the Hicks episode? And I said, well, sure. So, <laughs> here we are. We're at the Hicks episode. Why did you want to come along specifically for the Hicks episode? Well... I love aliens, and when, whenever you guys started this, and I just jumped, I, I, what's the word? I forced myself on you. I think. <laughs> I, I, I said, can I please be on the Michael Bean episode, Hicks? And it's, you know, when, whenever you guys do it, and it was a while ago, but Michael Bean, like the early '80s, Michael Bean, you know, Terminator, and, and then there's later on the aliens and, and the Rock and the Navy Seals. Michael Bean and Tombstone. He's just, he's the shit. He's just fantastic i love him so much i thought you might say that didn't i say that yesterday ian you did yes you said you said chris would say michael bean's the shit which is a sort of different meaning in the uk yeah you don't say that over here in a nice way yeah but i said i said i said yesterday that michael bean is the only man crush i've ever had 
Um, I've got a feeling, Chris, you've had an awful lot of man crushes in your time. Where would Michael Bean be in your man crush top ten? On the cavalometer. Um, <laughs> well, he's he's definitely in the top five, but lately, do you know? <laughs> do you know Timothy Oliphant? Oh yes, yeah. He's he's number one. You're right justified now, in uh, having that yeah. crush. Yeah. yeah. He's in Justified. I've been watching that. The, his, his new show. He's just... He's charismatic. He's funny. He's Conan O'Brien's best friend. They're, he tells great stories. And if I had a hall pass... <laughs> yeah. For, for I Oliphant? Mean, yeah, it. Oliphant is brilliant. I mean, he held his own against Al Swearingen. Yes. I mean, what? Say no more. Yeah, no, he's he's good. So, But, but, but like, Timmy... Timothy Oliphant is is my Michael Bean today. Yeah, like right. you know what I mean. Like Michael Bean back in the eighties and nineties, he was my Oliphant. Now, Oliphant is, is the one who I want to be with. <laughs> okay, but but as you say, Michael Bean in the eighties, he was just so you know effortlessly cool, yeah. good looking dude, and yeah, Carl Reese and and Dwayne Hicks are you know two classic characters, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, and I think with, with him, too, he's not, like, he doesn't have the you know, Arnold Stallone, like, body, you know what I mean? Not, like, muscular and, like, he can take on the world. He's just an ordinary person who is, like, you know, cool as shit, which, you know, I, I already said that. Um, and he, he can get it done without needing, you know, muscles and, and or anything like that. He's just an ordinary guy. He's, like, almost like Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones, just an ordinary guy who gets it done. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, especially in, in Terminator, what I like is that he's not toned you know you, you see him with his uh, is in his sleeveless uh, t-shirt and right. he's not he's not ripped he's not which he wouldn't be the character wouldn't be he's been like barely nu- had nutrition you know he's barely eating uh yeah uh, and i think it sort of fits that character much well than say yeah a stallone would be right. um, but i also think that michael bean's characters tend to have a bit more intelligence about than your average sort of hero. That um, is true. Yeah, yeah, he knows what he's doing. He has a good yeah, uh, head, yeah. head on his shoulders. But, of course, you know, with Aliens, it wasn't going to be Michael Bean. It was no. meant to be James Remar, wasn't it? And I think if James Remar... I can't see James Remar being Hicks and having a, a, a burgeoning a relationship with Ripley. I just cannot see that. I can, I can see what you're saying, but I... I think James Remar back in the day, he was cool with shit too. Like he, he would have made it, made it his own. I probably wouldn't. I probably would like um, Bill Paxton's character a lot more probably in, in the movie then. But James Remar, I, I met him maybe a, a year or two ago at a, at a signing, and he was talking about he was originally cast as, as that. And then you know he said, um, you know I was I was in a, a bad road and and in drugs and an addiction, and that's why he got fired from it. But it's a shame that, you know, like, who knows what he would have been today if he had, had that role. Yeah. He is, of course, in it. But there's one scene where that is actually James yeah. Remar well, the, as Hicks. The back of his, uh, the back of his yeah. head. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. When they go into the, um, into the processing yeah. station and you have that hanging I, miniature. Um, yeah, that is James yeah. Remar from the back. I think, I think the difference would have been, though, that James Remar, I think you're right, he, had, he was effortlessly cool. Yeah, and I think Hicks would have been a much more obviously cool character. I could see James Remar playing Snake Plissken, mm. that sort of yeah. 
much more bravado, much more, you know, he knows he's cool. He's the Fonz. He knows he's cool. He does. Whereas Hicks, I think, is much more laid back. And Hicks doesn't think that Hicks is cool. No. He can, but I think, right. yeah, James Remar's Hicks would have known he was cool. Yeah, I mean, Hicks, um, it, when we watched it, you know, um, he's in the background. He stays quiet. Yeah. He doesn't join in with the banter and the jokes. He's He's the most professional out of all of them. We thought he's like a businessman kind of thing. Yeah, he just wants it's, it's all about the job almost. Yeah, even when it's pointed out to him that you know you're in charge, he's like, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. You know, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what I what I I can never understand is that um, you know James Cameron he made the Terminator and Michael Bean was fantastic in that. That why he didn't choose Michael Bean to begin with for the role of Hicks. Why go to James Remar, you know? That's a good question. Like, I wonder... Yeah. I mean, it, it, it I, might I have been scheduling, but yeah. you just don't... Yeah, there's so many other things in it like, that, that can shape a cast. It might be money, yeah. because I, I, I find it very revealing. When you watch that documentary and you've got an interview with Michael Bean and, um, you know, about Alien 3, and it, he called his agent when he realised that they were going to put a photo... Of yes. him up on the screen, and he he threatened to sue the film company and demanded more money. He actually got more money than he did in the role of Hicks for that one two second shot of the photo of Hicks in Alien Three. Wow, good for him. Yeah, now he I think he's quite savvy that way, isn't he? Yeah, um, and I know he especially was obviously after his stroke. He especially was looking after the money. Yeah. Um but. Uh, yeah, I I wonder if it is something like that. Because he came out, he came over sort of with like a couple of days' notice, didn't he? I think he was told on the Friday, he, and he, he was, was told on the Friday night, on the Monday, yeah. sort of thing. Basically, Gail Ann Heard called him on the Friday night and said, "Is your passport up to date?" And he's yeah. like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Get over here." And he was on set on the Monday, so yeah. I wonder if he really like was it like the James Cameron connection was the big draw. Like I'm I'm there no matter what kind of thing. I, I, what, what, whatever the circumstances, I'm glad he did it because yeah, yeah. you know we have a classic uh, character uh, to uh, yeah. to cherish now. Do you, do you think he would have been so quick to to jump into doing Aliens had the Abyss been done before it with James Cameron? Yeah, that did, did pack an like awful on, lot of people yeah, off, didn't it? To Gail Ann Heard on the phone, he'd be going, no, 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 I ain't got a passport, sorry. <laughs> oh, I wish I had. Yeah. I'm having my hair done tomorrow. No, yeah. I can't make it. Yeah, yeah, my nails painted, yeah. Yeah. I know that when he got on set, he, he again, on one of the documentaries, uh, everybody had customised their armour. Yeah. And he didn't like the fact that James Remar had already customised the armour and put that heart with a uh, padlock over the top. He said, like, said, basically, you've put a target on my chest by having that heart yeah. there, you know? Wow. Yeah. But again, see, very, very, very clever actor, isn't it? He's thinking of the real-world character. Because we, we've said this so many times about, you know, many films, that that these characters and the way they're moving, the, the armour stuff, works in a film but doesn't work in real life. And yeah, I think that shows Michael Bean looking at the real life. Yeah, if I was a colonial marine, yeah, you, you've just made a target of me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to go a bit in depth now, Chris, on on something. Um, okay. You can have a little nap for ten minutes because uh, 
we're, we're going to talk about um, Hicks's weapon, so to speak. Oh, okay. Yeah, his shotgun that he's got, right? Now, this, Ian will like this, because you, you, you like your weapons, don't you, Ian? I do, yes. I, yeah. I, uh, I like looking at <laughs> yeah. so, weapons. Sorry, this is going to be a bit in-depth, all right? That shotgun is a Ithaca Model 37, which was converted by having its barrel shortened and the original hand grip replaced with a World War II MP40 submachine gun pistol grip. Did you know that? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Did you know? I, Chris, you don't know this. Ian does know this. But it wasn't made for aliens. It had been converted like that, but it actually was on, on British TV twice. All right? Because okay. we've discussed this before, haven't we, in one of the other yeah. things we've done, yeah. yes. It was originally um, um, converted, like I say, by a, a weaponry prop master uh, for uh, a TV series, a uh, detective series we had over here in the 70s called The Professionals. And it was converted for that. Ian, you know that bit, don't you? Yes. Yeah. What I've subsequently found is it was used, again, the year before Aliens came out, it was used in Dempsey and Makepeace. Oh, right. Because, right. yeah, because it, it, it's weird, sort of British TV, isn't it? Because it's so so small, the market, that there's, there's like, one armourer and basically one costumer hire centre. So everything tends to get reused. They, it, um, it's still astonishing that the first yeah. Star Wars film, you know, you know that, Chris, don't you, that all the weapons were converted from World War II yeah. guns. Oh, yeah. But they were only rented. So everything they did by adding bits on, they at the end of the film, they had to take yeah. them apart and give them back. Yeah, same with the Pulse Rifles. Wow. Yeah, the yeah, Pulse they, Rifle was built round, uh, was it a Thompson, a Thompson, machine, yeah. a Thompson machine gun? And, and Yeah, they, they were stripped down so there no, no existing... Uh, pulse rifle that was used in the film was left. Do you guys and... recognize the, the his gun in, on those shows if you go back and watch them? There is a still somewhere of, I think, from the professionals, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, I'll, the I'll, I'll put it on yeah. Facebook. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Th- this Ithacar 37. But, spooky coincidence, um, Carl Reese's shotgun that he uses in the Terminator, yep. Terminator is an Ithaca Model 37 as well. I my my gut feeling there is is the Ithaca like the uh, the Woolworths version of shotguns? Is it like cheap? Yeah. So that so it's cheap to buy and cut apart. Well, yeah. I mean, you see yeah. in the Terminator, you can just go into like a supermarket and buy yeah. a su- uh, shotgun. Maybe it was a very very common one at the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, what else have I got? Um, we you you know Ian about when. Um, before Alien 3 came out, Dark Horse Comics, they, they yes, did uh, yeah. sequels to Aliens, where um, they changed Hicks, it's Hicks's name to David Wilkes when Alien 3 came out. You had all these stories with Hicks and you. Yeah. But when Alien 3 came out and Hicks is dead, they had to change all the names. So he became a guy called David Wilkes, who had exactly the same backstory as Hicks. It was bloody stupid. It, it's I don't that, like that at all. Yeah. No, it's that it's that sort of fan worry about canon, isn't it? Mm. It's all got to fit together, and it's like, nah, it hasn't. It's you know, it's just a nice little adventure with Hicks. But yeah, they um, they changed it all. The original copies are now worth quite a bit, and it's very yeah. hard to collect that yeah. set now. Yeah, because they've re-released them, but they they yeah. put it all back. Um, 
at the beginning yesterday, when we did our recording yesterday, Chris, me, me and Ian were saying, we've never met a Dwayne in our lives. Have you met a Dwayne? It seems quite an, a, a, a not popular name. I, I don't know any Dwaynes except for the characters in TVs and movies. Yeah, I don't know yeah. anyone yeah. in real life. The only, the only real life I can think of is, is uh, Dwayne Eddy. Yeah. Guitar and guy. It's kind of weird, like, like the um, Rock's name is Dwayne Johnson, and Dwayne yeah. for The Rock doesn't, doesn't fit. <laughs> you know? Thought you, you yesterday, Chris, um, I said about, you know, um, that, that, uh, that idiot of a, of a policeman in Die Hard. He's called Dwayne because old Bruce Willis goes, "Okay, Dwayne." Yeah, how he says it. <laughs> yeah, Dwayne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. not not really a hero's name, is it? No, Dwayne. it's not. No, it's not. Yeah. Hmm. All right, um, Ian. You don't know this, but in the novelization of Alien Three, the unproduced screenplay, Hicks has got a sister. Oh. Yeah, called Zelda. Zelda. Oh God. Zelda. Zelda. Terrorhawks. Yeah, and um, yeah, um, he he's considers uh, asking her to adopt Newt. Oh, okay. That that's going to be a rum old family, isn't it? Zelda, Newt, and Dwayne. And <laughs> Dwayne. Yeah, <laughs> blame the parents. Um, all right, so Michael Bean. Let's go to Michael Bean then. Uh, born in 1956 in Alabama, but grew up in Nebraska. Um. I can't read my writing. He won a drama scholarship to the University of Arizona, um, but left prematurely uh, to pursue an acting career in Hollywood. His first big role was uh, The Fan in The Fan. Have you seen The the Fan? It's a Lauren Bacall film from 1981. He's a stalker. No, not so. No, I think... No, I don't think I have. I'm stunned. I still can't believe it that he's actually in Greece. I saw the picture, and I even have him on. I have him sign the poster. I see when right. I'm watching the movie. I can't pick him out, but there's a still shot that, if you look, it's like it kind of looks like like a young Michael Bean. Yeah. Hang on, rewind, rewind. What do you mean? Yeah. Had him sign the poster? You've met Michael Bean. He, I have. Yeah, Chris just said about half an hour ago that he met him last, uh, a couple of years back. Oh yeah, yeah she I, did. I, sorry, sorry. It's, no, I I met Michael Bean like when he was first starting to uh, sign autographs. It might have been right after his his, his stroke or whatnot. I had yeah. him sign me the, the, the um, of course, Aliens poster and um, and my Grease poster and everything. And now he's doing shows constantly um, for Mandalorian. Now he's in, you know, and everything else. But he's he's he does a lot of he does more shows now than he did back then. And how was he as a person? He was he was nice as anything. He was kind of quiet and shy. He didn't really like um. He didn't like talk much unless you ask some questions here and there and then he gave like really short answers and all but he was he was really nice yeah because that quiet and shy that's how i would describe um you know carl reese or Dwayne hicks yeah you know yeah. even the guy in the abyss he plays you know with the mustache you know? well that's the thing i, I don't think he, he i didn't i wasn't a fan of his mustache <laughs> I, I I prefer like a scruffy, you know, facial hair Michael Bean rather than you know a mustache only. Like a Tim- Timothy Oliphant version. You got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So if we talk about his genre tally, he's got a genre tally of twenty-two. Let let let's see who who's seen the most Michael Bean things. All right. Okay. All right. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tally this up. 
And uh, hang on, I'm just writing all our names down. Let's see who who's the biggest fan, who's seen the most of Michael. <laughs> all right. Okay. So I, again, I'm stunned. I, and again, I'll put the photo on the Facebook page. He was in the Logan's Run TV show. Oh, never mind. I didn't know that. I ha- I have seen them all, so I would have seen him, but I wouldn't have known it was him. Yeah, he's a Sandman. He, is he? Yeah, right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Chris, have you? Uh, you're too young to have seen Logan's Run, the TV series, aren't you? No. What's isn't there a movie Logan's Run? Yeah. 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 Jenny Agatha and uh, Michael York. Okay, I never seen that. I never saw the show or the movie. No. All right, so that's one point to Ian. Okay. Um, next, A Fire in the Sky. The film, A Fire in the Sky. Oh, is that the Travis Walton? Yeah. Yes, uh, yes. About the co- comet that's going to crash down into oh, Arizona. No, I, sorry, I thought you meant the alien abduction. Oh, no, no, no. This is about a comet that's going to crash. Oh, right. This that's is the one like, I saw, the one with Robert Patrick, the T-1000, is in the Fire in the Sky, I think. Yeah. Like, no, okay. no, no, no. This is something else. Okay, good. All right. So. Did, did, a, did an asteroid crash into Arizona? It says astronomers discover a comet that they will believe will crash into Phoenix, Arizona. They attempt to warn officials, but no one believes them. No, you've got to keep the beaches open, haven't you? you it's going to be one of them sort of films, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's going to be Jaws, but with a comet. With a bloody great <laughs> rock. A yeah. 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 All right. I'll stop that comet for you. And then a, a, film, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a film he was in called The Terminator. Have you um, seen, I've have heard of it. it. You've heard, I've of, heard it. of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that, isn't that a sequel to Lady Terminator? The, the Indian film, I think. It might be. Yeah. And then, of course, yeah, Aliens. So we'll yep. get a point it's for that. that. We'll get a point for that. Well, I hope so. Otherwise, you're right. it's going to be awkward. Why are we it? on here? Yeah. I, yeah. I think the next one, me and... Because we're, we're all on two each at the moment. Right. Um, but I think the next one, um, me and Chris might nudge ahead of you, Ian. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't be surprising. A film I've mentioned before, and I know you haven't seen it, The Seventh Sign. Have you I seen have that? Seen I've that. seen the sixth sign. No, not the sixth sign. The seventh sign. Was that it's sequel? A sequel what? To the sequel. Yeah, the seventh sign. <laughs> I missed the first five. <laughs> What's the seventh sign? The seventh sign it, it is basically about the uh, the return of Jesus, and uh, and and the child that's prophesied to be the the return of the Son of God, and uh, it's the unborn child of Michael Bean and Demi Moore. Oh, right. No, I've not seen that. And there's a a, a very creepy guy played by Jurgen Prochnow who comes along. And it's a fabulous film. If you ever see it anywhere on stream... I don't know. It does sound familiar, but there was such a slew of those uh, films, wasn't there, in the sort of... It's really, really good. Uh, They take Jurgen Prochnow on as as a... um, uh, they, they, They let out a spare room to him. Right. And then Demi Moore becomes convinced that he's got evil intentions for her yeah. child. To be fair, if you take Jurgen Prochnow on as like an au pair, yeah. you're going to have trouble, aren't you? It ain't going to go well, is it? No. Yeah. No. And then he <coughs> he was down in the in the depths for the abyss. Oh yes, yeah. I've heard of that okay. One. All right. Then Time Bomb. Do you know a film called Time, Time Bomb? Bomb? No. No. It's a rare I think film. Michael Bean. Michael Bean. After a while, started to make these. Straight to the like DVDs or something movies. Yeah, but this is rare. He's actually the lead in this no, film. Wow, he's he, he's the lead with Patsy Kensit. Oh, I know her from from Lethal Weapon. Yeah, and it says when someone tries to murder watchmaker Eddie Kay, the incident triggers a barrage of nightmares and flashbacks into a past that isn't his own. That's oh, not right. ringing a bell. 
No, I've definitely. I've just looking at the poster. Yeah. No, never seen it. All right. Trouble okay. is, in, in the UK, Patsy Kensit hasn't got a good reputation. No, She's... not over here. No, no, no. Oh, no. I, I, I'm curious why. She, she's classed as basically she, she was sort of a, uh, a someone that was famous for being girlfriends with uh, famous more people. famous people and, and she did some acting and stuff yeah a terrible singer um, but yeah she it, it would, if, you, if you said to someone in the UK this film's got Patsy Kensit in it no one's going to go oh I must see it that's going to put them <laughs> off it'd be the, sa- the same as saying it's got Danny Dyer in it yeah it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was doing what Elizabeth Hurley was doing much, much better. Yes, you know, turning yeah. up at premieres on Hugh Grant's arm. Uh, yeah. Patsy Kensington was doing it with yeah, the Danny where, Dyers of the time. Yeah, wearing wearing the latest sort of uh, designer wear. Well, almost wearing yeah, it. Yeah, almost wearing it. But yeah, yeah, very, very much a... Not, not quite into the, the wag territory, but close. Not far <laughs> off, yeah. Um, so the Culp was in it, Carl. Yeah. Although towards the end of his uh, career, he would appear in anything, wouldn't he? So. Yeah. Next, we got Terminator Two, which I guess we've all yep. seen. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I've yes. heard of it. While we're on Wasn't the he, subject, he was only in the um, special edition, was he? Yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah. He he sat at Sarah's side, isn't he? Yeah. And, and 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 giving her support. Chris, while 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 you're here and we're talking Terminators, which do you prefer of the Terminator films? Terminator One is, is yes is, is a classic beyond belief, but for me, I always T two was my is my always favorite. Yeah. I guess it's more I, of the action and stuff. I think I I, I appreciate what T one's doing. Yes. Um, but yeah, I I generally watch T two more. Yeah. No, I, I I still prefer the first Terminator. Much like you know, um, Alien and Aliens. Aliens is a, yeah. a slam bang, you know, uh, um, you know, thrill ride, um, and um, technically much much better than the one that's came before it. But no, I I, no, I I don't agree with that at all. I think the first one is much more technically well done. Than yeah, but you don't have hunter killers to the green degree, and you don't have liquid, you know. Terminators and stuff, you know. No, no I'll, I'll stick with the first one. You two have the second one, all right? <laughs> okay, okay. All right, Deep Red. Do you, do you know a film called Deep Red? I know the Argento 1970s film. Is this some sort of... No, it's no. not the Argento one. No. Chris, no, do you no. know Deep Red? I do not. It does not ring a bell. Okay, all right, we'll move on. Asteroid. Do you know Asteroid? Hang on, it's... This is not the same one that was landed in Arizona, is it? Um, this is a, a sequel to it. Well, I yeah, I'm trying to think. Again, there were so many, weren't there? There was yeah. Deep Impact, um, Armageddon, Armageddon. Yeah, yeah. This is it, it. It it most probably is around that time. Yeah. It, it sounds like a cheap knockoff. Yeah. Um, same thing again. There's going to be an asteroid. It's going to slam into America, and they don't know what to do about it. So, all right, clock stoppers. Nope, no, that doesn't ring a bell either. <laughs> no. It says a teenager accidentally activates a machine that enables him to speed up his body so that other people seem to be standing still. So basically, he's the Flash. I was going to say, he's the, did, did he play the, the Flash no, character I, in this one? No, I reckon he's his dad or something like that. Okay. Um, Insatiable, a horror film called Insatiable. Uh, Maybe I'm not a big Michael Bean fan. <laughs> yeah, I, I, perhaps we're not. Perhaps we... Uh, 
Yeah. You needed to get a better agent. This this one, Insatiable, says yeah. a drab, run-of-the-mill guy witnesses a vampire devour a bum and becomes so infatuated <laughs> with her, he traps her down and traps her in a basement so she can't kill again. I want to yeah. see a I want to see a vampire film where they devour bums. Yeah, but our version of a bum yeah, is exactly. different to the American version of a bum. Um, okay, then Planet Terror. Did either of you see oh, yes, Planet Terror? Oh yeah, it's in that. Yes, yeah. and um, Grindhouse. Grindhouse. Yeah. 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 No, I, I haven't seen it. So it's all... worth watching. It's, 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 yeah. it's, I mean, most most uh, sort of films like that are. are, are Terrible by accident, but this is terrible on purpose. Isn't it? Okay. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's worth watching. Yeah. Okay, well, by you two seeing that and me not, yeah. we've we've all tied. We're a tie oh, wow. at five, Michael okay. Beans that we've seen. Um, then a film called The Divide. Mm, doesn't ring a bell. It What's says, survivors of a nuclear attack are grouped together for days in the basement of their apartment building, where fear and dwindling supplies wear away at their dynamic. No, it doesn't. Doesn't ring about. No. That sounds low budget, it. doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think he needs a better agent now. Yeah. Uh, well, then... to be fair, this would. When did he have his stroke? Because this probably was about the time. Because doesn't he say that like he at that point he would? That's why he started going to conventions, wasn't it? Because he he needed yeah. money, right? He he what, pay the hospital bills. Yeah. All right. I don't know. I don't think he would have got much money for his next thing. That's the night visitor. And it says, it says, when a suburban couple hires a new age spiritualist to help with their troubled marriage, her advice to video their lives 24-7 to help reunite family turns out to reveal their son is having conversations with an unseen entity calling itself the night visitor. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds quite interesting, actually. Yeah. Yeah, but you haven't seen it. No, no. I've not seen it. No. <laughs> okay, what about the Metal Hurlon Chronicles TV show? Uh, oh, you were on a TV show? Yeah. Metal I've heard Herland. of it, but I haven't seen it. Okay. Scorpion King 4. Sadly, yes, I have seen that. You have? Yes. <laughs> I don't think I have. I think I gave it <sighs> after part two. I, I don't. Do you remember Michael in it, Ian? I don't know. I remember, because I think the, the Rock only did up to two, didn't he? And then three and four had different people in it. Other people in them, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I sat and watched them all at one point. Well, I've only seen the one, and that was enough for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she Rises. She Doesn't ring rises. a um, A director and a lead actor get a vacation rental while filming a movie. Their host, who initially comes across as extremely sweet and caring, becomes their worst nightmare. Uh, I'm just as you're saying these, I'm sort of looking them up. And it's surprising the amount of times his misses is in the same film as him, isn't oh, it? Oh, really? So I, I think this is a, this is definitely post-stroke, and right. it's he'll be on set for a couple of days only. With well, his I want to see this one because yeah. his character he plays is called Daddy Longlegs. Oh, Ooh, that's a cool name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to watch it just for that. Uh, then he was in The Night Visitor Two. No. Didn't see the first one. I didn't so. see the first one. <laughs> Why see the second one? Um, the shadow effect. No. Is, no. Does that ring a bell? No. An ordinary man begins to suddenly have delusion that he's a disposable assassin, and that those closest to him may in fact be his enemies. No. No. Yeah. It's got Jonathan Rice Mayers in it. So. Okay. We're near the end now. This next thing, I was so excited. Michael Bean's going to be in the Mandalorian. 
Oh yes, in it. Yeah. And what a disappointment. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he just sat there mostly. Didn't do much. Yeah, I guess because his age and, and, and whatnot. You yeah. Know? yeah. It's like, he, but this is Michael Bean. Come on. He yeah. he. It would have been better to have him stood on a star destroyer deck somewhere, wouldn't it? To have him yeah. in charge, not because yeah, when when he comes to fight uh, Mando, it's like oh, this is a bit one-sided. It's like you're. You're picking on an old man there. Why couldn't it have he been a veteran Mandalorian? You know, yeah. he would have been a good veteran oh, Mandalorian. Oh yeah. I mean, we, if they hadn't killed his character, we might have got the the Michael Bean Timothy Oliphant team up. No. Chris, I, <laughs> I, yeah. I need I to go take a shower. I don't think I don't <laughs> think Chris would be able to take it. <laughs> no, no way. <laughs> Both on the on the same screen. To forget it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Uh, and then the last genre thing he's been in is The Walking Dead from last year. Uh, yes, <clears throat> I have seen him on there. And no, I didn't. I, I haven't. I, I mean, I used to watch <coughs> right up to about season nine or ten, and I, my wife had stopped watching about three or four seasons before, and I, it, it used to be on a he Sunday night only, here. I think on one episode, too. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. he wasn't a Yeah, you've got to see it, yeah. Ian. Do you know why? Why? His character is called Ian. Is it? Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I might, I might track it down. Trouble is, Walking Dead was one of those shows that at one point was must-see viewing. Then it became, yeah. eh, catch it when you can't. Uh, no, just avoid it. It, it. It's like social media. Stay off it and you'll have a, a nicer life. Yeah. That's you, how you I found it. You described that show perfectly because Walking Dead was a show where you had to be watching it live. Yeah. yeah. So you didn't get spoiled about who got killed off and what's going on. And then you're right, then later on the season passed, you yeah. DVR and you watch it on your own time. It it was the it was the ultimate sort of walk cooler show, wasn't it? Where yeah, if yeah. you didn't watch it live on transmission, it would be spoiled for you the next day because everyone would be talking about it to the point yeah. where I, I can't think of anyone that carried on watching it. Yeah, they're doing another right. reboot or something, aren't they? They're doing another oh, spin-off from that. Yeah. We're watching, we're watching the, there's a Negan and Maggie one that's on now. Yeah. There's a Daryl. Uh, Dixon has his own one coming on soon. So, and it, we, we watch them all. Some are, you know, we watch the stupid Fear the Walking Dead and there's all these spin-offs. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, yeah I'm a huge zombie genre fan. I love zombies. And it, it's almost like it was overkill. Yeah. I think they, yeah. they stopped zombies from being scary. Yeah, when zombies get boring, yeah. Yeah. something's yeah. wrong. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, with, with the genre finished, um, you, Ian, and Chris, you won that. You both uh, have, have seen yeah. Michael Bean seven times, um, and, and, I, and I got six, all right? We're bigger fans than you, Eric. That's right. Oh, Take dear. That. Oh, dear. Yeah. We, we, out. Yeah, <laughs> we, we win a, a, a slap up meal of beans on toast. So. Beans on toast. Boom, boom. Oh. Wasn't he on the, wasn't there a Magnificent Seven TV series show that he was on? Cause I remember watching that with him. Oh, right. it was well, I had a look at his non-genre things. I mean, yeah, of course, you know, Tombstone comes up and The Rock. Yeah, it was like, in Hill Street Blues as well. Hill Street it? Blues, yeah. And The Lords of Discipline. That was an, a, oh, yeah. an early one as well. Yeah. Um, all right, so here we go. This is this is the crunch now. We've got to vote out of ten on Hicks. Um, this is combined, isn't it? This isn't. Yeah, it's just an outright number yeah. out of ten. No design, no effectiveness. Just, just we're, we're taking a big chunk of Hicks all in one go. So, who would like to go first? Anyone like to go first? I think guests first. Like Chris, I've got okay. a feeling I know what you're yeah. going to say here. <laughs> Two point well, five. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Now, out of ten, right? Yeah. Okay. 
Now, you guys obviously haven't done Ripley yet from Aliens. He's, she's going to be playing next? Yeah, she's okay. our last character. The next episode is our very last one. That's 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 a figure. So obviously, for me, Ripley is the movie. She's she's the lead. She kicks ass. Blah blah blah. But for me, Michael Bean's Hicks is right underneath her, and I'm giving him a nine point nine. Nine point nine. You can have more than more than one ten. You know. Well, in that case, <laughs> <laughs> I will give it one big fat round ten. Ten. Yeah. I thought you were going to say that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure. Okay, that's ten, and I'm happy with the ten. All right, you or me next, Ian? Uh, oh God, I don't mind going next. Um, yeah, Mike, I, I agree with you. I think you know, I don't want to preempt our Ripley show, um, but yeah, I think Ripley's the heart and soul of the movie. Right. Um, I think Michael Bean is the brain of the movie. Uh, <clears throat> he's he's the Marine we all want to be. Um, he's the hero we need. Uh, so for me, yeah, he gets a big old fat ten as well. A ten, and so it's down to me then. And um, fell in love with the character as soon as I saw him. Ten, absolutely yep. a ten. Uh, ten, ten, ten. So, yep, he's up there in Escape Pod number ten. All right, and he's sharing it. There is one other character that Ian and I have given ten uh, uh, throughout these long years of this show, and that is Ash, the robot from the first. Alien film. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Hicks and Ash have got to kind of like live together. <laughs> I think they would get on. I think they would quite get on. Well, they're both very quiet, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they're not going to interrupt. They're going to stay on their own side of the caravan. They're not going yeah. to interrupt. They're not going to use each other's mugs or anything. No. They've got, yeah. Neither of them have got anything to prove. No. So I think they would get on. Yeah, it would be a very quiet <laughs> escape pod. I but, don't know if you guys spoke about it in the past or on the shows or whatnot. What would you what did you guys think when Alien Three opened and you found out that he died during transport? I th- I think it was a big mistake. Ian and I yeah. said yesterday the, the the way it set up particularly, you know, when when uh Hicks and Hudson and Vasquez save Ripley and Newt from the facehuggers and you've got Hicks cuddling Ripley and Newt. That is a family unit there, isn't it? You know? Yeah. And and they deserved Ripley. God bless her. She deserves a happy ending. So did Hicks after yeah. everything they went through. Can't can't they have just got a break and gone off yeah, into the it, sunset? I think that there's there's subverting expectations, isn't there? So I can un, I, I can understand the appeal of of doing a sequel and going, well, you think it's going to happen this way, but it's actually happened this way. But then you hit the Ryan Johnson level of subverting expectations where you're not actually subverting expectations you're just flashing your ass at the audience yeah um because you're going everything everything you love i'm going to take away yeah you want this i ain't giving it to you exactly yeah and and i think it was a a massive mistake i think the minute the minute they said we don't want hicks and new we want ripley to be basically uh back to where she was at the beginning of aliens they should have gone, well, perhaps Ripley's not the story we want to tell. Yeah. And just have it completely separate. So it wasn't like a money thing? Like Michael Bean? Like, I don't know. One no. or what? We've said before, I think David Fincher, you know, he was young, he, he, he was eager, and it's like, I'm going to make yeah. a stamp on this. I'm going to make it my own. I'm not going to give you what you think you're going to have. Okay. Yeah, because in the, in the original Alien 3 scripts, Michael Bean was in it. 
Um, yeah, he died. Know, he dies halfway Gibson. through, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, he gets a much more heroic death. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't think it was a question of money, and it certainly wasn't a question of money at the end because they like said it, it ended up costing them more because yeah, they yeah, didn't yeah. include him. But yeah, I think it was a. I, I think it was one of those we wanna. <clears throat> we want to subvert your expectations. Everyone's going to expect another Aliens, and I don't want to do another Aliens. I want it to be my own film. Mm-hmm. So kill them off. I mean, what what would you have thought? What would your thoughts been if they'd have killed Ripley and Newt and had Hicks survive? I wouldn't like that either. No, 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 yeah, no, no. That, no. That's, this, this is her. This is her. Her franchise, her, you know, she, she's the hero. You know, yeah. yeah. I, I like to think of just having the two films and the story yeah. end happily. It's like Indiana Jones, just end with Last Crusade and they literally yeah, go off you into don't... the sunset. You know, Return of the Jedi, yeah. you know, Han Solo, he's, uh, you, you know, he's had character progression. He's a different person to how he was at the, uh, the beginning of A New Hope, and he has a happy life. He's wearing the same the trousers. <laughs> um, <clears throat> when, I, when I was a young silly fan I, I was very much into canon and everything fitting together and I think you are as a, a fan and that's where you like collecting things and getting sets of things um, but now that I'm older yeah I can just watch it and go I don't even have to think of Alien 3 but also I can watch Alien 3 and enjoy it I think you just have to sort of separate it out don't you it's not hmm. you, you can take what you want from any film series or book series right. but I just think it was a mistake I think they from a from a purely financial point of view, people wanted to see Hicks and Ripley and Newt. Yeah. yeah. Really? All together. Yeah. 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 Okie doke. Alright. Um as I said just just then we've only got one more episode to go now. Yeah. Um before the we we close up this uh this show. So yeah. Next time Ripley Aliens Ripley. Yeah. Ripley Mark Two. Yeah. Do you guys have after the Alien and character um, franchise series is done, do you have something else up your sleeve? We do, and we're going to announce it in the Ripley episode. Oh, but okay. There's going right. to be a gap of two yeah. weeks, and then we're back with a brand new show. When we finish recording in a minute, Chris, we will tell you, and you can be oh. the first to ever hear about it. You get an exclusive. <laughs> Listener, you've got to wait <laughs> for two weeks' time, and we'll announce it at the end of the Ripley episode. All right? That's cool. All right. Okay. Well, thanks for taking your time out today, Chris. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure talking. It's been a long time since you went. Oh, can I go on the Hicks episode? But uh, <laughs> it, it has, and you remember. Thank you. Of course, I remembered. Yeah. All right. Thank it's you, just Ian. Just the short-term memory that's gone, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you, Ian. No problem. Thank you, no Chris. Problem. Right. Thank See you. Then. Right. Thanks, Bye. 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 That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over.